Well, hello, Cree. Hey, John. It's good to hey. see you. It's good to see you. So I have so, a question for you. Well, wait a second. I have a question for you. Is it weird to say it's good to see you when technically speaking, this is audio? It is audio, but when we record, I'm looking right at you. It's true. I can't see you. I'm sorry. Your question was, go ahead. All right. My question to you is when somebody asks you um, where you live and you say Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. the next question is always, you know, what hotel do you live in? (laughs) Correct. what is your answer to that? Uh, Bellagio. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, Bellagio. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I kind of sleep right behind the craps table. Um, yeah, it's nice. You know, we've got, um, you know, 300 maids and yeah, no, I don't tell people I live with the Bellagio. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because that is, that is the assumption, right? It is. You, you must live on the strip yeah absolutely and no matter where i am in the world i will get that question sure sure but here's the upside is everybody knows where vegas is true so when they ask me where i'm from i say vegas everybody gets excited Oh, yeah. Oh, you're from Vegas? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, you must be at the Strip, like, all the time. Like, that is, that's just awesome. Yep. But what's the reality? Like, how often do you really go to the Strip? I'm trying to think of the last time I was down there. I can't remember right now. Yeah. So, the Strip is a great thing, and it's very much like, um, like living near Disneyland, right because you've got you've got that access to go to it easily when you want like uh, my wife and I were we're planning a trip for this summer and uh, we're going to Universal Studios Florida and for us to go to Universal Studios Florida it's two plane tickets and hotels and this and that and it's wicked expensive but if we wanted to go play at the strip, what's that? A 30-minute drive for us? 20-minute, 30-minute drive? So, you know, there's that trade-off, right? That's the that's the thing. And for us, the, the Vegas Strip is um, obviously great tourist watching, great people watching. That's fun all day long. But world-class entertainment and world-class food. Those are the two things. If you think about the strip as being kind of those things, I I love living near the strip. <laughs> like who wouldn't? Yeah, there's hardly ever a time where you all know, sit around and wonder what I'm going to do for the day or the week and go, you know what, there's nothing to do here. There's always something to do. Whether yeah. you want to spend money, there's tons of free stuff to do, like people watching. Mm-hmm. It's oh. perfect. And, uh, yeah, we have some of the best restaurants and entertainment in the world. Yeah. Right down the street. You know, it's funny, the type of music that I listen to, a lot of the bands that I like don't actually come to Vegas, which is annoying. But there's literally concerts, multiple, multiple, multiple concerts that you could go to seven nights a week here. So, I mean, it's... If you're in Vegas and you can't find something to do, you're really not trying at all. Yeah, I agree. How long have you lived here? We have been here um, 18 years this time. 
And I say this time because we moved here for a year. Uh, we had a really shitty year. It was it was bad. Like a lot of crazy stuff happened. And so we ended up moving back to L.A. just to kind of go back to our uh, kind of our home base, our comfort zone, um, you know, our, our family units. And uh, after a year, just because of the job, uh, we ended up moving back. And we've, uh, after, I'm sorry, it was after two years we moved back. And we've been here ever since. Yeah, so. I have a similar story. Yeah. Moved here in high school, like in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, I lived with my sister at the time. And then went to UNLV for a couple years. But I grew up in northern Nevada, so I wanted to go back to northern Nevada. And I transferred and I went to UNR for four years. And I hit a rough patch in my life and ended up back down here where my sister, Hmm. she still lives here, but lived at the time. And um, yeah, that's why I came back. And I think so many people who live here, this is a pretty consistent story where they'll move away and come back. Yeah. You know, it's we, we always joke that nobody is actually a Vegas native, and that's really not true, obviously. Um, but you know, for we, especially when we first moved here, like everybody's a transplant from somewhere, and um, yeah, that the moving back, moving out, and then moving back. Uh, so what brought you back down here? Really, I just fell on hard times, I had nowhere to go. So you just moved back in with your sister, yeah, I moved back in with my sister. And, um, with plans of just getting back on my feet and, you know, maybe moving back to Northern Nevada or somewhere else, Mm -hmm. but I've been here ever since over 20 years now. So other than the, obviously the hard times, um, when you moved back, were you, was there, was there any level of excitement for moving back? Like were you, the idea of living in Vegas, did that excite you at all? No. Really? I would. I had to come back. I had no choice. Gotcha. But um, how about now? So how has that changed over time? I love living here. Yeah. I don't want to move away from here. So when I when I lived here when we were here the first time, like I said, we had a very very rough year. And when we moved back, um, you know, the job that I was at, like we were at this weird pivotal point where. The job was really taking off and it was hard to not be kind of on site all the time. And so the, for the first year I was working remotely hundred percent of the time. And then the second year I was actually driving back and forth from LA to Vegas every other week. And so I'd be here for a week and then I'd be in LA, then Vegas then LA and back and forth. And, um, you know, our kids were pretty young at the time. And so it was basically like leaving my wife as a single parent, uh, for half the year. And that was, that was really difficult on her. Neither of us were liking it. I I think we probably fought more that year than we have any other year of our, you know, marriage. And, um, it was not a lot of fun and she, she put up with it and she was a trooper. Um, and even though I don't, I know, I know for a fact she was not excited about moving back once we got back and we got settled she'll still tell you that she does not love living here but i absolutely love it and i've i've said you'd have to drag me kicking and screaming out of here yeah to me it's the easiest place to live 
hands down the easiest place to live. There's always something to do, as we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's easy to travel if I want to hop in my car and head to the beach. Oh, yeah. I can be in LA in three, three and a half hours. I can hop in my car and head four if Four if you actually, you know, pay attention to speed limits. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just saying. Yeah. But it's true. Like, there's so yeah. many things. This is such a hub. And, I mean, McCarran Airport, everybody flies into here. Yeah, we get great deals on flights mm-hmm. all the time because we live here. Um, and, like, there's it's affordable. You, know, you, can, oh, yeah. uh, you can afford to either rent or buy a home. Um, yeah. I have family here, so that helps, too, that my family's in town. It's nice yeah. to, to have them nearby. And, um, yeah, if I am hungry at two o'clock in the morning, I'm going to, I can go to a restaurant or I can go to a grocery store or, you know, I can buy alcohol whenever I want. It's so easy to live here that I've become spoiled. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. You go to another town and, uh, like they basically roll up the sidewalks at five o'clock and you're like, what What do you mean? I can't go do what I want to do. Yeah, I just finished dinner. There's not, you guys are closing now. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, without making this just sound like a big rah-rah, everybody should come live in Vegas. Um, there's there's another side to living in Vegas that I find very, very interesting. And, I mean, you know, I think it happens um, probably any destination type city has this if you live near one, but I would say it happens more in Vegas than anywhere else, which is the, and now I'm going to just play out a little scenario and you just chime in when you know that this has happened to you a hundred times. It's Tuesday. You're just getting ready to wrap up work for the day and your phone rings and it's somebody who you haven't talked to in several years. And they say, Hey, how's it going? Just landed in Vegas. What are you up to tonight? Oh, this happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it's that same scenario where it's not like, hey, I'm going to be in town in a couple weeks. Or oh, no. it is. It's when they're landing. Or, hey, I'm in Vegas. What are you doing right now? Come come meet me. Yeah. Or I'll be in Vegas tomorrow. Like, even yeah. if it's like, I mean, at most, you typically are going to get like one to three days notice. But... Uh, you know, it's, you know what it's like when you're, when you're just working and you've got stuff to do, you know, you might have other stuff scheduled and, uh, and then, you know, then like, I always feel bad. Cause it's like, yeah, of course I want to go hang out. Like that would be great. Yeah. But it's also mm-hmm. getting up, getting ready. It's let's talk about the Disneyland example. Yeah. Let's say you had someone call you and say, Hey, we are on the trolley. We're heading to Disneyland right now. What are you doing? Come meet us. That would be a total pain in the ass. For sure. Absolutely. To yeah. get yourself together, get parking, you know, get on site. It's it's not maybe not as bad, but it's it's comparable. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think with the Disneyland example, uh, you know, there's the there's the added cost of actually going to Disneyland, where you know here most of the times it's hey we're gonna go out to dinner or you know let's go grab drinks. Um, yeah, but, but you buy yeah. a couple drinks on the strip or even dinner. That's true. It is yeah. super expensive. And now they charge for parking. You know, that is a thing <clears throat> where, um, honestly, I, 
I'm surprised that people are so up in arms. Okay, on the strip at the hotels, I get it. Like, if I'm going to be going and staying there or going and, like, spending money there, having to pay at those strip locations sucks. But the thing that drives me crazy is all of the locals who live in downtown or hang out in downtown, and they just lost their shit when... um, there started being like parking, like paid parking to park on the street, even like metered parking. People just lost their absolute shit. And what I wanted to say was, have you ever been to downtown anywhere else on the planet? Well, it's because we're spoiled. We've Again. We've so spoiled. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and they don't even charge that much for parking. They don't. We, we still get off so lucky. And don't tell anybody this. Like, I hope nobody, like, I hope no higher ups are listening to our podcast because, you know, I would easily pay two or three times that if, just because that's what I would expect when I'm yeah. going down there. Right. And go to any other city. Go to New York. Go to LA. Go anywhere else. Yeah. You're going to have to um, pay for parking. Um, even just go out to a restaurant, you have to pay yeah. for parking in yep. big size cities. I mean, we're just, we have turned into a city. We're still turning into one, but that's yeah. kind of where we are right now. I feel like we are maturing and turning into a, uh, a full-blown city, which yeah. is a really cool time to live here because oh, of that. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it, it's it's just funny watching people's reactions to these different kind of points in time that like, you know, other cities have already kind of gone through this and we're still like up until like, what was it like a year or two ago, there was still like the 702 area code was still covering the entire state. Right. And and only recently we got a new one that is Vegas and I don't even remember what it is. Um, it always throws me off when somebody gives me their phone number and it's that, and that it's used as the new one. And I'm like, where do you live in Vegas? <laughs> right. So, but that's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. The, um, again, living in Vegas has been a very interesting thing. And you know, the, I'm from LA originally. We moved here from um, just south of LA down to Redondo Beach. And, you know, the drivers in LA, everyone always complains about the drivers in LA and how terrible they are. But I would also like to put up Las Vegas as being like one of the worst places uh, for driving. Oh, yeah. And if it rains, forget about it. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. The, I have a theory about the driving thing, though. And that is. Um, two things like if you're in Los Angeles, you would avoid driving right after 2 a.m. because that's when all the bars let out. And so maybe you're going to just maybe avoid driving at that particular time between like two and three just as a safety precaution. But here in Vegas, because this is such a 24 hour town, you literally have three shifts. Yeah. You've got. You've got the morning, the the afternoon, and the evening overnight shift. So, you know, there's multiple times during the day when, you know, the, the, the whole idea of the bars letting out at a certain time. The bars don't close here. So they'll just keep serving you. And, you, you know, um, I drove for Uber for a little while. I don't know if I told you that. I oh, drove I didn't for know that, Uber. but I did too for a little while. 
Did you? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that sometime. <laughs> Holy crap. There's an entire week's worth of episodes there. Um, and, you know, it uh, it would be very interesting to, like, pick up somebody at 6.30 in the morning at a bar on a Sunday and, you know, you don't know whether or not they went there for breakfast or if they're actually just finishing up from the, from the night before. Oh, you can tell by the way they smell. Oh, yeah. With absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What is the, if you could think of one thing in Vegas that is just really weird about the city that doesn't, you don't see it anywhere else, but you can see it here or experience it here in Las Vegas. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I do think going back to the idea of just the way that people drop in, um, I think that that's an interesting one. Um, this city is 100% always under construction. Uh, that is another crazy thing about this. And, you know, I don't know if that's, if it's the weather, you know, we've, we've got some, we do have two complete seasons here. We have hot and not hot. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, do you have a, do you have a specific example in mind? I do. I want to hear it. Um, slot machines at a grocery store <laughs> you know what it's so bad i totally should have thought of that but i am so immune to it that's a yeah. great one yeah you we i don't even think about it right and i also think living here um kind of we definitely have a more open mind about people in general like maybe what they do for a living um mm. Or what we are exposed to that other cities might not be exposed to. And that you know, has to do mostly with the entertainment, I think. That's yeah, and, and, yeah. And this is any type of entertainment. Like you could go to and go to a Cirque show, a Cirque du Soleil show. And yeah. it's so big and over the top. You know, it's just you're not going to see it anywhere else. You know, that's a that's a good point there too. Like we, we already talked a little bit about the world-class entertainment, but... You know, the idea of like that Cirque show, any pick any of the Cirque shows and drop them into any Midwest city. And like that would be like a, that's a major event that somebody is going to go to and they're going to like be looking forward to going to that for a long time. And then they're going to finally go and it's going to be amazing. And here, like I think you get a little desensitized to it, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to just go see that on Tuesday. Just, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an, it's an interesting one. Um, here's another one that is something about Las Vegas that is a little bit different, which is the, the drinking in public. Yes. You can walk down the street with, with basically an open container. Yeah. Now, one little myth that I'm going to try to clear up for our listeners is that you can do that anywhere in Las Vegas. And that is not true. You can only walk on the sidewalks on the Las Vegas Strip. If I was over here in Henderson and I'm just walking around with a beer, I could get cited for that. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So would that hold true with downtown too then, right? Like the Fremont Street area? Fremont Street experience Probably all the same, yeah. Available for that, yeah. Right. Sure. I mean, even when you walk into Fremont East. So if you're walking mm, yeah. east on Fremont Street and you 
go past the dome, which is the Fremont right. Street experience. So I have a feeling that there's a bit of a buffer zone um, of maybe like a block or so. But um, but yeah, it's it's not just a you can do this wherever the heck you want. You know, if you're in if you're kind of in the suburbs, you're not going to be walking walking downtown with your six pack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you mentioned the Fremont Street experience. And, you know, I, when you think about people's perception of Las Vegas and the things that you could come do here, you know, sometimes people would, would see the um, Fremont Street experience and, you know, the, the big dome with the four-block light show that happens, which is freaking amazing. It's, again, just world-class entertainment, and it's just, you get, again, so desensitized to it because it's just there whenever the heck you want it. But it's so awesome that they do that, and it draws so many visitors down there. Um, but... Let me ask you this. Would you consider that family-friendly entertainment? It depends on what time of day. <laughs> Good catch. Because, holy smokes, uh, we years ago now, years ago, we took our uh, nephew and his girlfriend, and at the time I think they were probably you know, 15 or 16 and 17, like right in that general area. We took them down there to go walk the length of the Fremont Street experience. And, you know, the first thing that you run into is a lot of the kind of street performers. And when I say street performers, I'm actually holding up air quotes because a lot of the performers are really just a guy in an Elmo suit or a guy in a... Something. Yeah. Those have gone so far off the rails and they're totally... Totally fine if it is just like an Elmo and in a bad costume. That's that's fine. But um, how about the topless nuns with duct tape over their nipples? Is that... I have not seen that. You can't unsee it once you see it. I'll tell you that right <laughs> I now. To. So all they have to do is, is put tape over their nipples and they're topless. Yeah. Correct. That is correct. And it's not a bodysuit. Oh, no. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So so, interesting. so we're down there with our our nephew and and his girlfriend and then our kids who are younger than them, and you know I'm like I'm no prude or anything, but at the same time I I've got my sister's kid and I'm like we brought them down here. This is not family friendly entertainment. Yeah, but it's Vegas, baby. It it, it is <laughs> Vegas. There is that. So. But, I mean, there's a lot of family-friendly stuff to, to do in Vegas, and um, I'll, I'll jump to that. But have you, have you run into that experience with, like, the, like, just feeling like, hey, we can get away with anything because this is Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. I mean, also just the way people act while they're here. Visitors who, yeah. who come to our town, it's just what happens in... Vegas stays in Vegas mm. and there's an attitude that comes to that comes along with that. And it, it certainly shows when you go out. And I, I do find it fun. Um, like when I travel that, uh, being on, like when you're on a plane leaving Vegas, the mood is one way. 
Uh, but then when you're when you're <laughs> oh, on a yeah. plane going from Fargo to Vegas, it's like a party as it, soon as you're in the air. It totally is. And then you're absolutely right. When people are leaving Vegas, they're so tired. Just they're broke. They broke. have no money. Not just broke money wise. They're just broke. Yeah, emotionally, Physical. all the above. That is so true. That is so yeah. true. Yeah. Oh man, it's one of my favorite stories. Is uh, back years ago, back when I lived in LA, I was playing hockey, and one of the guys on my hockey team said that he, um, you know, comes to Vegas all the time, loves coming to Vegas. Uh, and he told me this great story about how he always loses when he comes to Vegas, always. Then this one time he was up and he was up big. He's up like $1,200 and he gets back to the airport and he's like, this is it. I'm going to go home and I'm, I've got my money. He gets on the plane. Everything is great. It's money's in his pocket. The plane breaks down. They have to get off the plane and you know, they have slot machines in the airport. <laughs> no, he did not. Lost it all. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Oh, a little bit of self-control. That's hilarious. Yeah, I felt so bad. Well, not really, because that's that's funny shit. I mean, he could so, have just gone to the bar. Right. How? I mean, you could drink a lot at the airport bar for 1200 bucks. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I remember not too long ago, it's been a couple years now, but you and your family were considering moving away yeah. from Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And you were seriously... You had told people you were going to move. We told people that we were thinking about it. It's true. Okay. We, yeah. We, we never got to the point of we're doing this, um, but we did kind of put it out into the universe. And, you know, um, for us, you know, putting it out into the universe kind of really uh, lays it on the line because people will tell you the good and the bad about your ideas. So we were planning on moving to Fargo and um, pretty much everybody's response was, are you nuts? Like it is so cold there. It's like a different kind of cold. Yeah. Talk about moving from a place that's, you know, either hot or not hot. Right. Uh, you would. You, oh, your first year there, you, oh you would be so miserable. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, but you know, um, cooler heads, pun totally intended, uh, prevailed. And yeah, I think that that is kind of off our radar. We've, uh, we, we just signed a two year lease, so we're here for at least two more years. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So well, let me ask you this. When, when somebody is coming to town and they reach out to you ahead of time and they say, <laughs> what, what should I do when I come to Vegas? What are your go-to, what should people do? I'm going to back up a little bit more and, and kind of share the question that I get and kind of how I answer it. Oh, okay, cool. Along the same lines. You know, people will call because, hey, we're a little older now. So I was putting it nicely. I appreciate that. Yeah. Meaning like if, if I'm going to travel somewhere, hopefully I'm in a position where I just know to go get a hotel room. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think when you, when you travel, when you're younger, it's, that's what you do. You go stay with your friends and you crash on their couch mm, and you, yeah. you know, you, it's just like a different type of travel. So anytime somebody 
would call and ask, or you know, let, let me know that they're coming into town, they wouldn't ask to stay at my house. It was almost like they wanted me to offer Invite? it up. Yeah. 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 So my first question was always, oh, that's amazing. Where are you staying? <laughs> that's so smart. So just nip that, nip that right in the bud. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, to your question specifically, um, I love to let my friends know, you know, what to do while they're here in town. So I like to share what our city has to offer, Mm -hmm. but I share in a way where I probably won't meet up with them. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if I do, um, I don't know, it's got to be a certain kind of friend or whatever. Yeah. Meaning I've known them for a long time and, and, uh. Because it is always during the week that they visit. Of course. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because it's less expensive and typically going to be less busy. Traveling so, for work and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing, too, is because we have the, uh, the um, conference industry that we have here and so much conference space that... You know, we do get a lot of people who are, that's that's the other type of uh, contact that I get, which is, hey, I'm going to be in town for a conference. What are you doing Thursday at 3.15 p.m.? Because that's my only time that I'm available. <laughs> yeah, and I'm only available for about 20 minutes. 18 minutes, exactly, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I've, I've had plenty of those as well. Um, so for me, when, when people are coming into town, uh, you know, if they ask me what to do, I like to give them things that are maybe not necessarily on the strip, things that are, hey, by the way, there's other stuff in our city that you can do. Um, And my very first one, and uh, I'm a little, I'm I'm excited and I'm not excited, and I'll explain why in a second, but the, have you ever been to the Pinball Hall of Fame? I knew you were going to bring this up. It's my favorite place. I absolutely have been. You know, they bought to... A new building on the strip, right? On the strip. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I like to tell people stuff that they can do off the strip. And guess and what? And now they're moving to the strip. Son of a bitch. They're moving to the strip. <laughs> they totally are. Yeah. But they, um, you know, the building. So we've been going to them since they were in a little tiny strip mall. Then they got a bigger building. And now their new building is going to be either like two to four times the size of their current place. So listen, this is what's so amazing about their story. I know we're kind of going off track a little bit here, but that Pinball Hall of Fame has been able to raise the money to buy a, pre- a piece of property on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. They started off in that little, little strip mall that was next to the discount movie place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that place. And then, yeah. And then they it was only a thousand degrees every time you went in there. But <laughs> it was. It totally was. <laughs> didn't matter what time of year either. Yeah, man, that was an awesome date night. $2 movies and then the Pinball Hall of Fame. For 10 bucks, I mean, you're yeah. good to go. I mean, heck yeah. Absolutely. So let me blow your mind because I don't know if you know this part about the Pinball Hall of Fame. They're a nonprofit. I didn't. I think I know all of this because of you. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, I think you shared I, it. I love but, sharing that detail. It's so crazy. They donate like hundreds of thousands of dollars to like Red Cross and like wherever the heck, like children's, uh, you know, charities and whatnot. It's, it's amazing. It really is. So the Pinball Hall of Fame is? The best place ever. So it's it a, is. it is a, right now it is a warehouse sized building where they have, 
um, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of like 800 to 1,000 machines, pinball machines, and some uh, some classic video games. Um, their pinball machines date back to like the 1930s and all the way up to current. They've got the, the, the latest and the greatest of the current stuff as well. Um, but you can play them. You can go in, you take your $20 bill, you put it in the change machine, it gives you a pocket full of quarters, and you can go play these machines that normally anywhere else would be behind glass and you just wouldn't be able to do anything with yeah. them. Yeah, which I love that you have to use coins also. Right. I, yep, I do. No. I love everything about it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really great. And if you get a chance and you just so happen to get lucky enough to be there at a time when the, the main guy is there, he is just like the grumpiest curmudgeon <laughs> ever. Is he the is guy it, that walks around with the headlamp on? Yeah, that's yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah. His name is Tim. Nice guy. Just really smart. I love all of the stuff that he does. He's just a curmudgeon. He will tell you flat out he enjoys the pinball machines more than he enjoys the people. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about Las Vegas. We do. We have the strip. We have all of this world-class everything. But... If you just drive two or three streets over where, you know, everybody who lives here, those where the homes begin, it's not that far from the strip. Right. But there's all sorts of little things just like that all over the city. It's true. It's true. Yeah. That's, that one is always my go-to. Um, and then next up, I have to tell people if they are looking for a really good pizza, they have to go to Naked City Pizza because yeah, I love city that place. Yeah, really good. No, I want that right now. <laughs> but once you get outside of that and if you know depending on how long people are going to come into town from let's just say that you were staying on the hotel or on the strip in a hotel and you've rented a car you know you can be up at uh, mount charleston in about 40 minutes mm -hmm. you could be out at lake las vegas or lake mead um uh, hoover dam you can be out there in like 40 minutes um, yeah, there, uh, or, uh, Red Rock, Red Rock, um, is the other one. The, the, the area out there is just like amazing for hiking and biking. And there's, so really depending on the time of year, cause I don't know that you really want to be, uh, out hiking in Red Rock in 115 degree weather, but depending on when you're here, there's just so much to do. My, if you're thinking about coming to Vegas, the best thing I could tell you is um, plan for maybe two or three extra days that are specifically designed for non-strip, non-casino related stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. And rent a car. Yeah, And get sure. in the car. And it doesn't matter what direction you go in. Yep. I mean, we've got Ghost Town nearby, Pioneer Saloons. Bonnie um, Springs? They're closing. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this weekend is the last weekend. Holy smokes. So, you know, that's all private property. So the owner sold it. Oh. Uh, well, good for them. Yeah. Good for still, them. still a bummer. Yeah. That was a neat place. Yeah. So when I was a search and rescue volunteer, mm -hmm. I was a volunteer for 15 years here in Vegas. Um our unit was the busiest search and rescue unit in the nation. Wow. And arguably the world. We would get called out at least half half the year to go out because of all of the outdoor activities that are around here. Right. Right. 
And do you think that some of that is people not respecting uh, what the heat is going to do to them? Yeah, it is. It's depending on what time of year it is. Yeah. So the unique thing about Southern Nevada is we get everything. We yeah. get snow, wind, rain, ice, flash it's that high floods. desert. Yeah, it's huh. the high desert. So yeah. um, you really have to be careful no matter what time of year you go out. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. It's probably getting towards winding this down. Had to do all over again. Would you move to Vegas? Yeah, I would in a heartbeat. All right. If you couldn't live in Vegas, where would you want to live? I would want to live like in a mountain town somewhere. Hmm. So I spent some time in Oslo, Norway last okay. October. I would live there in a heartbeat. Huh. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm nutty. Like anytime we travel, I, I get so enamored by the places that I go. Um, we've, we've had some really good luck in our travels. Like when we go, um, and you know, mostly I'm traveling for conferences and, but the places when I go there, um, I know a lot of people, but I don't, it's not like we're, like long lost friends. It's more along the lines of like, we're all in the same industry and I know these people and become friends with them through the industry. So like when I go to Portland, I have this weird built in base of people that are just ready to be like, Oh, if you're coming to Portland, you got to go here, here, here. So they're basically doing the exact same thing, knowing full well that, uh, you know, I'm busy with a conference and I'm not going to uh, drag them out. Um, but, you know, we've we've been so lucky in the places that we go. So, like, when I go to Portland, I feel like we've got to see the best parts of Portland. Mm -hmm. So I leave going, oh, shit, I could totally live there. Right. Right. And then I have the exact same thing. Like I was in, when I was in Nashville, I had such a great time in Nashville. I'm like, I could see living here. Um, but then after I get back and I'm back home for a little while, I realize something. I, I don't know that I could. I don't know that I could move out of here. I love this place. Yeah. Again, it's so, it's just, it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would like to know from our listeners, is there a question that you have about Las Vegas that do, that we didn't cover? Something that you've heard about our city and you want to know the answer to that? Or share what you love or maybe what you don't like about living here, if you do. And your perception of what you think living in Vegas is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. What do you think it's like living here? Right. So... Well, Cree, as always, it was great hanging out with you. Yeah, you too. I think we should do this again next week. I'm in. Done.